Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, police in England are looking for a man who has been wandering around golf courses naked. I'm Tony Kornheiser, and the Saudi tour just paid him $100 million. You're going to see yeah, him in Oregon yeah, at the end of the month. You know, you used yeah, to spend a lot of summertime in England. What happened? You don't like it anymore? England, love England. Yeah. It's been a long time since I went to England, though, Mike. It's been a long time. I know. It's been you a long used to time be there since I left every the summer. Come on. You would go to the Open, you'd that. go to Wimbledon, you'd go to Eastbourne. Yeah, it's a, what, ha- what happened? It's a long time ago. It's a way back in yeah. the rear view. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Kyrie can reportedly seek a trade. The Astros split four with the Yankees and Wimbledon, as Wilbon just mentioned, it's underway. But we begin today with the new Stanley Cup champions, the Colorado Avalanche. They went to Tampa Bay last night and closed out the two-time defending NHL champion Lightning 2-1 for a 4-2 win of the series. Wilbon, your thoughts on the team that won and the team that did not? Tony, you know what? For a winner and an alleged loser, it's really similar. I mean, I had nothing but admiration watching these two teams play the whole series, but specifically games five and six, Tony. Game five is one of the finest sporting contests I have ever seen. And I have no horse in this race. This doesn't involve a Chicago team or a team featuring somebody that I know well. I didn't have any of that. And I I was mesmerized by it. I thought it was compelling. Game five specifically, I know game six ended the series with with Colorado winning last night. And when they were down one nothing. I just presumed it was going seven. I didn't think there was any way they were going to score two goals or score enough goals to win that game, to end that series in Tampa last night, but they did. And they played defensively, Tony. They limited the number of shots, and they blocked shots, and they forechecked. And they just sort of, I don't want to say manhandled, because that wouldn't be accurate, but physically, they, they gave Tampa everything they could want in that game six, particularly in the third period. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now because I remember at the beginning of the series I told you and your boy Messier that Colorado should be favored. Um, And I thought that for a very specific reason, that they have so many shots on goal and they score so many goals, they're very tough to defend. Like you, I had no idea that Tampa Bay would go to Colorado in Game 5 and win. And I had no idea that Colorado would come back in Tampa Bay in, in six wow. and win. But, I, you know, I'm, wow. I'm feeling pretty good about all of it. Two things stood out to me, Mike. One is that Colorado beat a great goalie. Vasilevsky is a great goalie. Yes. They pounded yes. him for 11 goals in the first two games. They ultimately beat him by two goals once and in overtime twice. You know, two goals two different times and in overtime twice. They beat a guy who's a great goalie. And the second thing that stands out to me is how hard it is to repeat once, let alone twice. To actually do a three-peat. The last time, we're nearly 40 years out from the Islanders. This is really tough. And I'll say this about Colorado, Mike. 
Colorado was dominant in the playoffs. They were 16 and 2 yeah, in were. the playoffs. They were great. They They're closed great. out every series on the road. They limited Tampa Bay yesterday to four shots in the third period. They are a deserving champion. They really are. Yeah. And Tony, let me tell you, it's going to be hard. And, but the Lightning, by the way, they're probably not going anywhere. They've been around for a while. I mean, they lost to the Blackhawks in the final in 15. They've been, a, they've been doing this for a while, the Lightning. But, Tony, let me just say this. The NHL does its teams no favors. It's great teams. They, they, they force you to break up for financial reasons, uh, for cap reasons. Right. And it's just too bad because we don't know if we'd see a team that could win five or six times or six times in eight years. We could be seeing that, but they don't allow it. And so now, Avalanche, beware, and the Lightning can kind of still try to pull One mistake. Along. I made move. one mistake. They were, six, they were 16 and 4, not 16 and 2. But okay. they also they closed out the conference final 4 0. Yeah. They were great. They were great. Yeah. We can agree on that, numbers aside. Let's move to the latest chapter. Tony, in your favorite story, the Kyrie Irving saga. The New York Daily yeah. News reports that the Nets have given. Irving permission to speak with other teams about sign and trade packages. Irving has until Wednesday to opt into the final year of a Nets deal that would pay him more than $36 million in one season. Tone, what does this report tell you about where things stand between Irving and the Nets? Well, the first thing it tells you is it, they stand on quicksand at the moment. If you have a player, and I don't know the origin of this, who, who said what first, but if you have a player who goes to the team and says, I'd like to make a deal to get me out of here, and then the team says, we're happy if you make a deal to get you out of here, that tells you that relationship is terrible. That, that is number one. The relationship is terrible. Now, I don't know if Kyrie Irving can find a willing trade partner. I don't know how many teams want to trade for someone who demonstrated this year that he's a terrible teammate and a terrible employee. But maybe they can find someone, maybe even a contender, because he's a great player. And he has delivered a championship. And that is meaningful. But I'm, I'm not certain who wants to take him on. You know, Mike, a lot of people say that Kyrie Irving is misunderstood. I think he's very well understood. I think he's very, yeah. very well understood. Yeah. He can deliver a championship. Yeah. He can also take three days off for a birthday party and not care. Here's what I understand. He's toxic. That's what I understand. He's a dreadful teammate. And most teams don't want him. Now, Tony, this, this story is now so huge. This could lead to Kevin Durant, though four years under contract with the Nets saying, you know what, I'm going to leave too now because you didn't put on the floor what you promised me or you put it on the floor for a minute and a half and then you got rid of it. The Lakers, according to Woj, are interested, interested on some level because, Tony, as toxic as he is, LeBron James, perhaps, who won with him, could be convinced because LeBron is in the, wasn't even in the play-in, all right? So maybe LeBron could be convinced, though it would take Kyrie a big decline in pay. He'd have to go down to $6 million exception, the mid-level. And LeBron could say, you know what? I'll take on this delusional egomaniac. I can do this because maybe I can get one more great performance out of him because he yeah. has physical greatness in him. But Tony... Yeah. Yeah. How can you count on this guy? You can't count on him. And so the Nets are in a position now where they said, you know what? 
rather than come back with status quo, which we just went through for an entire season, and we got swept out in the first round, we will let you try and drum up your own deal because we're not going to go through another season of this, even if it means losing Kevin Durant, which is unthinkable. It's unthinkable. The story is going to dominate, Tony. It is. And you call this a Friday. As a footnote to the Kevin Durant part, Damian Lillard put a photo, a Photoshop photo, I assume, on yeah. Instagram today yeah. of him and Durant in Portland uniforms. I think that's very unlikely, but I don't think it's tremendously unlikely that Lillard could end up with him in Brooklyn and they could be wearing Brooklyn uniforms. And, and forgive me for saying this, because I don't want it to get like talking about Aaron Rodgers every day or Dak Prescott every right. day, but at the moment I could talk right. about this guy every day. At the moment, I know. I know. the Yankees and the Astros split four games over the weekend in New York. Houston won the middle two, three to one, and three nothing. The three nothing game was a combined no hitter. The Yankees won the opening and closing games, both with walk offs by Aaron Judge. The first was on a single, the second was on a three run home run. Well, about who should feel better after the split, the Astros or the Yankees? The Astros. The Astros, you know, went there and they were able to get a split from a team that we think could be historically great. Once you, once anybody invokes 27 Yankees, and maybe you and I are the only people old enough, not that we were around for it, but we don't feel <laughs> we history dates back to get up, you know, which is what the rest of the most networks think. The history dates until about three weeks ago. Um, and so once you invoke 27 Yankees, I mean, now, I mean, the Astros should feel great, Tony. And they went in there and they did that twice with pitching. And for three games, pitching put them up. On the New York Yankees, I know it was a split 2-2, but that, how great do you have to feel or would you feel about your pitching if you could go and contain the great Yankee lineup, Tony? I mean, this is a revelation for them and the Astros. Look, I think if, if we don't get to see them in the AL Championship Series, I think we would be cheated. I would feel that way. These two against each other. So. I would love to disagree with you, but you're 100% right. The Astros should feel very proud of what happened. The Yankees were 33 games above 500 when the Astros went in there. The Yankees had won 18 of their last 21, and the Yankees were at home. And the Astros led in every one of these games. In the two games that they lost, in game one, they were up 6-3 in the ninth inning. And in game four, they were no-hitting the Yankees through six innings for a second straight game. They should feel great. Plus, they beat Garrett Cole, who used to be with them. You know, um, I, I know it's fashionable to still hate the Astros because of the cheating. I don't think they still cheat. Eh. I think they're eh, a really good team. Over. They lost Carlos them. Correa, and they're still a really good team because the Yankees, as you're suggesting, may be a historically good team. They're 33 over, and nobody is close yeah. to that. The Astros, yeah. And the Astros picked up Verlander. You know what Verlander's doing this year, Mike? Nine yeah, and three with a 2-2-2 two, two, two ERA and he won one of the games. Let's take a break. Yeah. Coming up, Rafael Nadal is trying to win the third leg of the Grand Slam at Wimbledon, but does Novak Djokovic have even more motivation to win it? And was that brawl between the Mariners and Angels something significant? Not to me, because baseball brawls are almost never significant, ever. Never, ever. Well, Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live La Vida Masfina. Part of Happy Hour.
PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Corona Extra, part of Happy Hour. It's mail time where we grapple with your issues. Really? Let me see what's fair. We're not going to grapple, are we? Going to wrestle? That old time Who's got the biggest motivation to win Wimbledon? Novak Djokovic or Rafael Nadal? Bigger motivation. Well, Djokovic, Djokovic motivation because he's not even going to play in the U.S. Open because he said he's not going to be vaccinated, so he won't be allowed into the United States to compete in the U.S. Open. So this is his last slam of the year. He's going to be motivated. He's going to be motivated to, to, to win and get back at if, if he gets a chance in the doll. So it's, 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 it's Djokovic, Tony. I, I think that's a pretty simple answer to that specific question. The other things in Wimbledon I care more about, you know, like the ban of Russian players, like the charismatic Emma Raducanu, who the U.S. Open winner, who's playing in England now uh, for, for, for the Wimbledon title. I mean, just oozing charisma. So the other things I care about more than Djokovic, but he's the answer to that question for me. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. I mean, the motivation for Nadal is the Grand Slam because he's already won the Australian and he's already won the French. And if he were to get a Grand Slam, Mike, it would be an, an amazing achievement. It's so rare that something like that happens. But he hasn't won Wimbledon since 2009. I don't think he's been in the finals of Wimbledon since 2010. It's not his surface. So that is no, unlikely to happen. Not. And that's why I agree that it's Djokovic. And for that very reason that Djokovic knows and has publicly talked about the fact that he doubts he's going to play in the U.S. Open because he wants to remain unvaccinated and he's not going to be permitted in. He already got booted out of the Australian, and then he lost to Nadal in the French. So this is his only chance this year. He can't tie Nadal by winning this, but he can get within one. So to me, he oozes motivation in this particular event. This one. Yeah, I think he, I'm not crazy about does, him, Tom. but he oozes it. Yeah. yeah. All right, next Mail one. And there'll be lots of, there's lots of other good storylines, like we mentioned, really worth getting into into Wimbledon. The Mariners and Angels brawl yesterday. Big deal, little deal, no deal. It's less than no deal. Baseball brawls to me are tiresome. And you, we get Mike Trout being buzzed by a pitch on Saturday night. And, of course, there was going to be retaliation 
in the Sunday game. And these two teams have played each other way too many times in too few days, like eight times in 11 days. Who knows that could have been a motivating factor for division rivals going against each other like this, going at each other. But Tom, baseball brawls, so what? There's 140 years of them. I find them tiresome. I mean, you know, you can go back to Little League. I'm sure I was involved in a few. I, I don't care about them. If you do, take it away. Wait a second. You were a pitcher in Little League. Did you throw behind the yeah. guy's ear? Did you try to knock him down? Did anybody come out to the mound with a bat and knock you down in Little League? Did that happen to Once you? Once or twice. Once or twice. Oh, I might, boy. Alvin Smith and Kenny Smith, they scared me at the plate. I might have thrown at Alvin or Kenny. Once or twice. We yeah. love each other years later, but I don't know. We were 12. I don't know. So I don't think this is no deal at all. I'm not yet saying it's a big deal, but it's at least a little deal. And for one of the reasons that you mentioned, they're in the same division. They play each other a lot. They got 11 more games with each other. The Angels clearly felt that the Mariners threw at Mike Trout and they deliberately threw at Jesse Winker the next day. They did. And they hit him. And, and, this is going to go on for a while. And the two things that stood out to me as I watched all of it were, one, Winker, when he walked off the field, gave the double bird to the Angels fans. Double bird. And then the Angels. Yeah. yeah then the, and then he apologized to the women and children, which I really liked. And then the Angels' closer took a gigantic box of sunflower seeds and threw them towards the dugout of Seattle. So I, I'm so, not like I you. I think it is at least tired. a little deal, but we'll get out of here on yeah. that. Enough email. Yeah. Let's take one last break. Still to come, where does Bryce Harper's injury leave the Phillies? Alvin and Kenny Smith, a lot better player than me. And their little brother, Tam, made the major leagues. I shouldn't have been throwing to anybody in that family. Should the latest defections to the Saudi tour concern the PGA tour? You play against any major leaguers when you were in the little league? Brawls. No, man, I didn't they know were brawls. You, you, you were in brawls when you were Those a kid. guys were great, man. You were Those guys were people. great. I was pretty good. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live La Vida Maspina. Part of Happy Hour. Happy time, people. Happy 25th birthday, Jordan Alvarez. The Astros' left fielder is killing it this season. So far, he's batting 312 with 22 homers, 54 RBI, and an OPS of 1053. 
This would certainly justify the Astros having recently signed Alvarez to a six-year extension through 2028 at $115 million. Alvarez was the American League Rookie of the Year in 2019 and the ALCS MVP last year. Although George Springer and Carlos Correa have left Houston, Alvarez, Jose Altuve, and Alex Bregman remain, and the Astros are currently way out in front in the American League West, and they've got the second-best record in the league. Yeah, Tony, the Astros seem to be a threat to me. And with him in the middle of that lineup, man, I mean, they're going to be tough. And they're going to be tough again in October, it seems. I agree. Not so happy anniversary, Michael Spinks. On this day 34 years ago, Spinks got knocked out by Mike Tyson in 91 seconds. Spinks had been 31-0 to that point. He had a gold medal in the Olympics. He'd been light heavyweight champion. And when he moved up to heavyweight, he beat previously undefeated Larry Holmes not once but twice. But Spinks was no match for Tyson and retired after this fight. On a personal note, I was at this fight in Atlantic City. Looking at Spinks, standing nervously in his corner before the opening bell, I actually thought he was terrified of Tyson, who was approaching his prime and was a wrecking ball. Tony, there are two times in my life where I went in thinking that somebody was terrified. People thought Ali was going to be terrified of Liston. Clearly, he was not the first or second time. And Spinks was terrified of Tyson the way it turned out. And it's unforgettable. That that scene, that punch, that ending, unforgettable. Happy trails, Bryce Harper. The reigning National League MVP is out indefinitely with a broken left thumb. Harper was hit by a pitch from Blake Snell of San Diego in the fourth inning of Saturday's 4-2 Phillies win. Harper and Snell are longtime pals, and when Snell said it wasn't intentional, Harper said, I know, I know. Harper's hitting 318 with 15 home runs and an OPS of 985. The Phillies have had a 17-6 resurgence since firing Joe Girardi three weeks ago. They're now four games mm. over 500 and very much in the race for a wildcard playoff berth. Tony, I want to mention a stunning divorce in the WNBA between former MVP Tina Charles and the Phoenix Mercury, who just parted company. And, of course, hanging over that entire team is the sad absence of star Brittany Griner. There is reporting going on now, by the way, that Brittany Griner is going to be on trial, um, trial pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. yeah. So don't know where that's and, going, and, and that's what the reporting up. says is it's a show trial situation. Drama. That they're waiting Theater. for yeah. some sort of an exchange. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One error. Rafael Nadal last won Wimbledon in 2010. Last made the final in 2011. I was a year off on that. Sorry. I'll forgive you. Ready I'll for the big you, finish? Sir. Here we go. Lindsay Chun won the Women's PGA Championship, her third major. I know you watched. I know you were there. Were you impressed? Yes, I was there. I mean, Lexi Thompson missed some putts. But what were the women, why would they put on at 10.30 in the morning in the final group? That's shameful for the networks. Shameful. Whoever made that decision. Matthew Wolf and Carlos Ortiz left the PGA Tour for the Saudi Tour. Tony, is that significant? Not individually, no. But each of them has won one PGA Tour event. And the accumulation of people who have won PGA Tour events is significant as you drain away those people. Yeah. The Hornets hired Steve Clifford to be their head coach for a second time. Does that make sense to you? Yes, Tony. I thought he did a good job getting to the playoff a couple of other times when he was there the first time around. I think this is a good move on both parts. Gareth Bale left Real Madrid for LAFC. Are you surprised? Well, he made $35 million last year, and he's going to make $1.6 
this year. Yeah. I mean, I always thought it's if you went to the MLS, you were saying you were done. I'm just going to go back on that golf thing for a second. Putting the women on early allowed me to watch the women all the way through and then the men all the way through. I thought Too as bad. a viewer it was Too good. Bad. Last Don't treat one. the women that way. I thought they were treated Give them men. Give I them did. Props. I they watched were treated badly. Ole Miss beat Oklahoma twice to win the men's college World Series. Was that a big deal? Yeah, they were 7-14 in the SEC on May 1. So that's a big deal. Then put the men on at 10 o'clock in the morning. If it's so equitable, okay, do but that. I got to watch they were both of them. Putting the women in the final group at 10.30. Both events. We're out of time. For me. We're trying to do better the next time. Roy Leslie Jr., shout out. I'm Mike Wilbar. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, here's SportsCenter. Both of those tournaments were great, and they were lost, not won. They were great work.